Hello and welcome to episode 199. <clears throat> this happened last week at Rory O'Hanlon. I hope you're well. 199. I'd say it's actually more than that, actually. But I've kind of messed up the um, the numbers, you know, that type of way. I've, some weeks I've gone, this is 196. And I think I've done 196 twice. I think I've done... <laughs> I think I've done 69 four times, you know, but I've done a few of them a good two times. But anyway, hello. What date's today? It is February the 13th, 2022. Sunday, the night before. Is it tomorrow? Is Valentine's night? Uh, do you have plans? Do people Is Valentine's night for teenagers or is it for adults? Do adults actually do stuff on Valentine's night? You always hear couples go, uh, no, we like to go out the week before when it's not so crowded because we are a special couple or often every day is Valentine's Day in our relationship and both of those people are fucking liars but I am in great form it's uh, I'm in London in the city in London in the country of the United Kingdom of England things are fantastic Um I was asked to go to France today to do a gig. So that's good news. And then I was thinking, what are the requirements? This is this is the where we're at now in the world. What are the requirements going to France? Um I think I'm not sure because I saw someone in someone sent me an email there whether this week or last week saying there's a gig in Paris. But you need to have three, three, yeah, vaccines. Like, what's wrong with the fucking French that they feel the need that you have to have three? I had two. I didn't get the third one. I didn't get the booster. I said, um, my body's a temple and I don't think I need to get another uh, vaccination. But in saying that, if someone said to me, I'll pay you two grand to go to France Will you get a vaccine? That's that's when you that's when you're kind of going. Is my, you know, is my life, is it worth taking the risk? I'm not saying I'm getting paid two grand, but you know, but uh, I think the rules are changed anyway. Sweden, I think, has gone back to normal. They were never in a lockdown. Well, they were. They weren't in like the strictest lockdown like the UK. Well, I think Ireland had a very strict one. I think Ireland is back to um, back to f- no more no more restrictions. I think it's um, we're looking forward to a summer of um, of concerts and all. Garth Brooks can do his five dates at Crow Park. That's amazing, isn't it? Crow Park is uh, the national stadium in Ireland. It has a capacity for eighty two thousand people. That's in the stands for um, the Gaelic football or the, the Gaelic hurling. But for a concert, I'm not too sure what it is. It must be, I don't know what it is. It must be 55, it must be easily 50,000. Um, I saw you 2 there a good few times. A good few times? I think I saw them there twice, uh, which was great. I was a t- I think I was like fucking 18 at the time. So I wasn't a massive fan of U2, but someone offered me a ticket and I went to see them. I saw them in London a couple of years ago and it was, uh, it was really good. I saw them in Twickenham. And uh, Noel Gallagher opened, of the Oasis fame, opened for U2. And uh, 
it was good. It was good. He was good. No, Gallagher was good. But in saying that, it, it was like night and day when fucking when Bono came out. You know, it was just like holy shit, these guys are the real deal. But um, I don't know if I'd go. I don't know if I'd go to see Gareth Brooks. Like, and who knew Irish people were such fans of um, Gareth Brooks? I got friends in lonely places. Seriously. My father, my late father, liked Garth Brooks. I can't remember if he saw him on concert, though. He's played in Dublin before. Um, but I, I don't know if uh, if if it's... Uh, like, who's going to see it? Like, five gigs? If you want to see something hilarious, you should see the... Um, Gareth Brooks documentary sort of reality show. I don't know what it's. I guess it's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, it's fucking so cringeworthy. It's incredible. I think he cries about twenty times in it. Nearly every interview is crying. I just want to play the music. That's all I ever wanted to do. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. I like um, I like documentaries actually. I I saw. I've watched a couple now in the last, the last week. I saw the Wayne Rooney's documentary. Which is uh, which is good actually. Um, fucking hell, he came from absolutely nothing. Like like most footballers do, they come from really, really fucking um, you know fucking rough parts of the world. But Jesus, he um, people knew about him when he was about twelve. That's how good he was. When David Moyes, who is now the who is now the manager of uh, of Watford, oh no, he's not West Ham. When when David Moyes went to take over at uh, Everton back in the day, I'm just trying to think. Rooney went to United in two thousand and three or something like that. But so when he went, so he made his debut two thousand and two thousand and one, I think maybe. In uh, for Everton and David Moyes said when he took over that job people were going to him oh you're very lucky and he was like you know David Moyes why did you see that and he goes because you've got the best young player that Britain has ever seen coming through and boom Rooney made his debut made his debut at 16 his debut at 16 he scored in his debut against Arsenal against uh, the ponytailed David Seaman my god I I don't understand ponytails. One thing I know about ponytail, if you ever meet a dude with a ponytail, they're big into their hair. Like, it's not just a fucking, oh, I just didn't cut it and it ended up with a ponytail. They are big into it. One of my mates had a ponytail. He had long hair and uh, then he just, he grew it to a certain point where he couldn't cut it because the anxiety of cutting it was going to fuck him up. And I was going, seriously, a bit like, um, what was that, car- that, that character, the uh, the guy in the Bible, when they cut his hair, he fucking lost his power. But um, yeah, he, he was just like, oh no, I can't cut it. I can't cut my hair. I look different. Chicks won't dig me, man. And I remember once um, we were at a party. One of my mate's parties uh, in his gaff. And uh, everybody was off their nut on everything. Pills, fucking everything. Every, it was a party. This is back in the day, man. Jesus Christ. 
what good times so everybody was on was on everything and for some reason i don't know what i don't know what happened i don't know why this came up i think somebody was this tell her what this is a, re, a really good thing to do actually somebody was collecting money for something i don't know what it was for but if you want to collect money if you want to raise money and you want to f- get people at their most generous go to a party where people are on ecstasy because people were giving this chick I, th- I think it was my friend's sister was going I don't even know what it was for cannot remember but everybody was signing away everything it was like oh yeah there you go for 500 quid or something. for some reason then my mate with the ponytail didn't have a po- at the time it was like th- it was like down to his fucking shoulder length right for some reason he said and if I'll I'll shave my head for 200 quid I don't know. He was off as nut like. So before he could say, "I'll shave my head for two hundred quid," my other mate had a had a, a shaver in his gaff. Came down, fucking gave him. I don't know what he gave him. Maybe a blade two all over. Now that's a jump from going from like three quarter from going from a, a ponytail to a blade two. Is like going from a three-piece suit to being naked. Seriously. it's So anyway. And as well as that. It's not as if there was a barber at the party. It was just one of the lads, you know. We'll do it. Like, if you, I, I don't know who did it. I think is, uh, I think oh, one of the girls did it. Like, girls are always, I'll do it. I can do that. I can cut his hair and uh, blade two all over. And he spent the rest of the party up in the fucking bathroom looking at himself, crying, I think. He just couldn't believe he fucking shaved his head. And there's nothing like when the owl uh, pills. There's nothing like when you sober up and you look at yourself and you go, I fucking cut my hair. Seriously. But it was a good night and we raised a lot of money for charity. But uh, speaking of... uh, Speaking of David Moyes... The world gets weirder and weirder, doesn't it? It just gets more and more strange. Anytime you think a weirder story can't come out in the press, something else will fucking happen. Um, what's the guy's name who plays? Kurt Zuma. One thing, yeah, Kurt Zuma who plays for West Ham. French international. I think he's about 25, 25-year-old man. And... Uh, I saw this actually. I think um, I saw on social media. Social media. Social media is a bit of a nightmare now, really, isn't it? Because back in the day, when someone died, you didn't know they were dead. Like someone go, you could go, you could be anywhere, and you go, do you know? Da da da. Yeah, they're dead. Oh, they're they dead. Jeez, I didn't know they were dead. Like famous people, especially like people just die, and you just go, you, you wouldn't know. But now every fucking three days. Someone is because people die the whole time. We 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 all know that people die, but like um, every fucking five days, it's hashtag bam bam bam. Someone's dead, but and you're just going, oh my god, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so fucking depressing when people when, not you know when someone dies, you just the minute when someone anytime someone dies, you're just thinking, fuck, how long have I got left to live? That sort of kicks in. You're kind of selfish. Um, you're kind of selfish. Uh, you know, Jesus, were they younger than me? Were they older than me? Even when, like, um, was it Betty White died from the Golden Girls? Like, she was 99. And, you know, on, on Twitter, oh, she went too young. Would you, she's 99. 
I don't know if I'd like to live to 99. I'd like to stay the way I am right now. You know, stay this at this health. Because as you get older, uh, you know, you fucking you lose your, your <laughs> you lose the will to live. But anyway, so I woke up the other morning and I, I was, I, uh, the phone's so addictive, isn't it? You wake up in the morning, you just check Instagram, check Twitter, da da da, da see what's happening. But I saw, I saw uh, Kurt Zuma was trending on Twitter. And uh, so I, I went, I checked it out and uh, there's a video of him in his big mansion gaff and he's fucking kicking his cat around the kitchen. You're just going, like, basically in one of the pictures he's slapping the cat and then in the other picture he's drop kicking the cat across the uh, the kitchen. His brother is videoing it. And by the way, what is wrong with people? You're an absolute fucking cunt if you're kicking a cat around a kitchen and if you're smacking a cat or whatever you're doing to the cat you're a fucking complete scumbag. But who videos it? Like who vid- I think his brother put it on Instagram. It like it's not like uh it's not like it was like you know someone he was caught by accident or something like his brother filmed it and he puts it on fucking Instagram. I think the I, I don't know what what was he looking for? Was he looking for likes? Do you know what I mean? Does, is he looking for fucking oh nice one mate, we'll get you on the free kicks next month? Like I don't understand what was going on. So he's booting his cat around the kitchen. Gets leaked onto Twitter, social media. It's fucking everywhere then. Footballer kicks cat around kitchen. And then, so it comes out and it's like, I think it must have been Monday that it came out that he was kicking his cat around the kitchen. And then, today's what, Sunday? West Ham at a game and everyone's like, oh no, fucking suspend him, get rid of him, sack him. And there's no way... I would think, well, in saying that, uh, what's-his-name is definitely going to get sacked by Man United. Uh, what's that little fucking... Mason Greenwood is definitely going to get sacked by Man United. He's been accused of raping his girlfriend. The whole thing is just... It's just fucking crazy, man. And that's been... It's just me- mental. A mental situation. And he's been suspended, but he'll never play. He'll never play for... He'll never play for Man United again. If he plays for Man United again... I would be fucking blown away. There's no way he's going to play for Man United. Even like in Scotland, there was a Wraith Rovers, one of these teams that you wouldn't even have heard of, signed a guy who had been accused of sexual assault. I think he'd been found guilty. And they signed him up and they were going to go, he's going to play, he's a great player, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. And this is Wraith Rovers. So uh, I fucking, I can't see Mason Greenwood playing for United again. But anyway, so what's his name is booting the cat around the kitchen, Kurt Zuma, and David Moyes. Then they're interviewing him because because uh, obviously everyone's gone from the press are going from going. Uh, he was before. He, what, he's a disgrace of a player. Blah blah blah. blah. Are you going to sack him? And they're not going to sack him. But anyway, how like they bought him for thirty million, they pay him one hundred twenty five grand a week. They're not just going to write that off. If they sack him, he'd be playing for another club fucking a week later. And they don't have any reason to sack him. They don't have any, like, contractual reason. Like, no one has in their contract um, sackable offences kicking a cat across their kitchen. <laughs> like, if if you said to me at the start of the week, what will football, what, what name the top, name the anything a footballer is going to be in trouble with 
during the week, it's going to be either drunk driving, sexual assault charge, or performance enhancing drugs. You would be, for the rest of your life guessing, kicking a cat across the kitchen. So David Moyes comes out going, uh, he goes, it's, n- it's, a, it's not really a footballing matter. I think it's a footballing matter when he plays for your club. And then he's going, I'm an animal person myself. I love horses. <laughs> All he was short to saying was, listen, my dog's a cat. I fucking love cats. I am a cat. When I was younger, I was a cat. So uh, so he plays. And then he, he was supposed to play today as well. But miraculously, it was an away game and uh, they were playing Leicester today. And he got injured in the warm-up. So I don't know if that was a bit of a... Because he was getting abused from all sorts. He played against Watford last week. And I think uh, someone, get, someone, one of the Watford players gave him a boot. Like a bad tackle. And all the fans were singing, that, now you know how the cat feels. <laughs> Which I thought was quite... Uh, it was a good angle to go at. Uh, but I don't know what the cat's doing now. I think the cat's got its own Netflix special. But that cat now, where the RSPCA called around his gaff and took the cat off him. How embarrassing is that? Like A fucking grown man and the RSPCA knocking on your gaff going, listen, we're taking your cat off you. And then West Ham said they were going to fine him. West Ham said they fined him 250 grand. And he has to go to, uh, they always have to go to like uh, animal protection awareness or something. Like what do they got like? Just go to him. Listen, man, you can't kick cats. But the RSPCA said that he didn't. He didn't. Uh, they didn't send him the money. If I was the RSPCA, I would tell them to fuck off. I'd say keep your money. That would, I think you get more respect by going. No, we don't want your money. You're fucking booting a cat around the kitchen, and you think if you give us two hundred fifty grand, like the RSPCA, I don't know. I presume they have loads of money. Like even if they don't have loads of money, why would you want this guy's fucking money? But anyway, the Wayne Rooney documentary was uh, was interesting, actually. Um, so he burst on the scene when he was 16, and he's been with what's Colleen, his girlfriend, since he's like 16 and a half. And they got married and all that crack and blah, 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 blah. And uh, the abuse that he's been given by the British media over the last 20 years is fucking horrific. Like, what they didn't call him, what they didn't say he looked like, what they didn't say his family was like. It's just, it's fucking mad. And at one point, when they went into, when he went into the first um, European Championships, which was like 2004, I think it was, and he was playing for England and he scored, I think he scored four goals, and it was like, if, if, he, if he had stayed fit, they would have gone on to win it, but he did his metatarsal. And uh, so he went from going, everyone was going, he's the best, we love him. And then did his fucking metatarsaline. I think uh, he didn't help himself, you know, he put himself in a bit, like, when he, after he did his metatarsal, I think, just before he signed for Man United, he was caught with a, a granny prostitute. So that was like, fuck, yeah, I know. But he was only 17. He obviously loved the uh, the really older woman. But like he was only a kid, but and then the press were all, oh, it's just who'd be famous? Would you be? Would you be famous if someone said to you, "Would you be famous?" I don't know. The uh, the embarrassment of being caught doing stuff like that. That's the, that's the uh, 
especially for British and Irish people. I don't think in other parts of the world people don't give a shit. Like in Italy, if you don't have a, an affair, you're in Italy they criticize players for not having affairs. <laughs> like they're going, you need to have more women in your life. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I don't know. But it's it's not a bad documentary. It's on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you're entitled to watch it. I tried to watch the Neymar one on Netflix, and it's terrible. Fucking hell, terrible. But Netflix is shit anyway. I don't. I think how much is Netflix? Eight quid a month or something. But it's there's nothing on it. I haven't watched anything decent on Netflix. I find a lot of the stuff on it just fucking trivial uh, drivel. The, what's the one that's everyone talking about now? The um, the Tinder swindler or some shit, which is you know you can tell straight away that this is just fucking. This the bloke was flying women around the world, flying them to Paris on private jets, and and then when he got to Paris, they'd book into a five star hotel, and then he'd go, he'd go, he'd get a dodgy phone call, and someone saying. I need 20 grand by tomorrow or we're going to kill you. And then he'd have to get it off the girl. And the girl would give him the money and you're just going, oh my fucking God. I guess it's just the mo- it's the, it's just the modern swindle. Really, isn't it? Because it's so easy to swindle people now. Like Everything's online. They just fucking nick it. They, no one uses uh, cash anymore. You still always see them back in the day. You'd see like on Woman's Way, they'd have you know, those magazines, Woman's Own or Woman's Way. They'd have like... Tracy from Bandley on the cover and Tracy went to talk I uh, went to Turkey for two weeks, fell in love with Fabio the waiter. I thought I just thought he was the one for me. He said he loved me. And Tracy had to sell her fucking three bedroom gaff in Bansley. And she moved to Turkey and she gave the money to Fabio and one morning she got up and he was gone. I never saw him again, the bastard. They used to always have this chick on the front cover of Woman's Arm. Or a woman's way, be like, fucking, Tracy. And they'd have your man, your man, Tracy would be about probably 50, and Fabio was like 22, and they'd have Fabio and fucking his top off and all. One of the pictures she took, it was the last picture I saw of him before he left me. And they, oh my God, love, huh? What people won't do for love. But, oh, uh, Meatloaf, there you go, and I won't do that. Meatloaf died, 73 years of age. Poor man. Apparently he was a... Uh, he wasn't vaccinated, but I don't know about that. Like, Jesus Christ. But it is, um, Bad Out of Hell. What a fucking tune, man. Back in the day, Bad Out of Hell, coming up out of the ground. There was, there was a time when, uh, in the 1980s, for sure, um, even in the 70s, I don't remember that, I don't remember that I was, I was a kid in the 70s, but in the 80s, I was, like, getting into music and stuff like that. But there was bands, like, that would be, like bat out of hell, there was a big uh, devil vibe to all this shit. Like if you check out um, Ozzy Osbourne in the nineteen eighties, or Black Sabbath, or ACDC, Highway to Hell, all these guys were. Uh, all the songs were kind of insinuating that there was a devil. They're just going fucking. How naive was everybody? I tell you how naive people were back in the nineteen eighties. Elton John got married. <laughs> Elton John got married in the 1980s uh, got divorced and then came out like so George Michael had to come out as well people were back then people hadn't a clue about anything really George Michael had to come out like if you saw George Michael in fucking Club Tropicana you'd obviously go I think this guy might be gay 
I know, I, having to come out, like, I don't know, yeah. Do people really, it's mad how people have to come out, need to come out, whether made come out, like. It'll end your career if they find out you come, if you're gay. Like old Hollywood, um, Rock Hudson. I remember when he had, uh, he died of AIDS in the 1980s, maybe the early 90s. But he was, he was not obviously gay, but he was gay. And, uh, but he couldn't come out because it would ruin his career. Which is weird, isn't it? Like, people, and even now they say that a, like a gay actor wouldn't, um, wouldn't, like you, if you do come out, it would fuck up your career. But not now, I don't think it would because nowadays everybody's about, it's all about, you know, you have to, if you, nowadays they're celebrating people from, with different uh, factual preferences. People don't like the straight white man. Like, you know, the straight white man is tortured now. Unless you, um, unless a straight man, if a straight, if a, if a, a girl transitions to a man and she becomes a straight white man, people go, she's so brave. Look, you're a brave man. We love you. But if you're just, if you're just a normal fucking, you know, 2.0 fucking straight bloke, people are like, you've had too much. You've had too much of everything. You're you're an you're a toxic masculinity. But anyway, I'm not uh, I'm not um, transitioning anyway. So anyway, anyway, I did my show in the Museum of Comedy, which was good fun. Uh, it was nice. It was good crack. Uh, had a good laugh. The first time I'm doing an hour in a lot and since I was in Australia. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be at the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm also gonna be doing the Guildford Fringe. Uh I'm gonna start doing a few more bits and pieces on my own. And uh, if you wanna if you wanna um if you wanna see what I'm up to, you can follow me at Rory O'Hallan Comedy on Instagram or subscribe to my YouTube channel. Lots of videos up there, clips, reels, all the fucking shit, man. I'm all over this jargon. But thank you for listening. And if you did like the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. It's very helpful. Apparently it gets people to listen, blah, 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 blah. But thank you. And um, I hope you have a wonderful week. Hasta luego.